I was talking uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, a couple of friends of mine, uh, guys I grew up with. We were trying to uh, get a, a date together for, to all meet up uh, for dinner. And uh, at one point we were gonna do this weekend and then one of my friends said uh, he can't. Uh, we all forgot it was Veterans Day weekend and he, uh, long weekend and he was going somewhere for the weekend. Um, <clears throat> and then another guy <coughs> said, uh, that got us talking about kind of Veterans Day stuff or the veterans and he commented how um, when we were kids, and this is so true, uh, we were kind of like obsessed with things military. Um, anything Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines connected, we just thought was the, the coolest stuff in the world. Uh, war movies in particular, um, we just loved them, we loved them. And this was the 70s. And they really weren't making many war movies at then, so most of the movies we were watching were, they were all old movies, the 40s and the 50s and 60s, I guess. Um, and then, so we were kind of talking, and we were kind of going back and forth about our favorite movies. And then some guy, one of us said, yeah, it was kind of ironic. We were, uh, we were war crazy, we were military crazy, and none of us became vets. Um, like it was this thing like from a distance we were so intrigued by and inspired by, but I think we had a, a very kind of naive, innocent, almost uh, a comic book understanding of what war is like. Uh, I mean, I still would, I've never experienced it, but certainly as 10-year-olds watching these movies, they were so, all the movies we watched, they were all glory, right? It was like everything was just, uh, they weren't very realistic. The violence was very sanitized. I said glory, not gory. They weren't really gory, the old ones. They weren't what it was really like. Um, in fact, most of them now, I wouldn't even want to watch. You know, watching them now is, you know, again, as a 10-year-old, Sorry, guys. I mean, I'm beating up on 10-year-olds here, guys. But, you know, I just sort of like, you know, I saw it the way like a 10-year-old would, which is a great thing. Um, but now I kind of see, would see him, you know, as, as an old guy. Um, that being said, there are a couple of those movies that I will watch forever. I just, I love them. They never fail to inspire. Uh, I don't think they were naive and so unrealistic. Um, remember The Great Escape? Um, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Very, very 1960s cast. Um, Steve McQueen, James Garner, uh, Charles Bronson, James Coburn. This is an epic movie. It was long, it was about three hours long great music, like you just, we would watch this movie when, when, when it would snow, and when we had crazy snow, we would make, try to make these tunnels in the backyard, and we would pretend we were the, the great escape guys. It's based on a true story, this huge attempted escape from a German prisoner of war camp in 1944. I think ultimately, 76 escaped, 
all but three were caught. Only three made it home. A number of them were executed um, for attempting the escape. But it's just a great story. Uh, Like I said, it's a long movie. Two-thirds of it, the first two hours, were really just preparation for this escape, this massive, a couple of hundred guys that were going to try and escape from this camp, building tunnels, keeping the, the Germans distracted, great characters, little like subplots, individual character stories. Anyway, the night of escape, it's what we've been waiting for. Um, it's underway, and they're, they're in these tunnels, and they're making their way to the area where they come up out from underneath underground, and they had like a 20-yard piece of earth that they had to get to the tree line. Once they got, once they got to the trees, they were safe, well, relatively safe. There'd be cover in the trees, but there was this 20-yard period where you had, a, you, had a, you had a run. You had to get there hoping you'd make it. Anyway, they're kind of, they're filing these guys out, and it's kind of going well, and all of a sudden this one uh, POW, he's getting ready to go, and he's got this, uh, he's the next guy to go, and he's got this big suitcase with him. And they say, you can't bring that. that it's too big, it's too heavy, it's going it's to slow you down. And he insists. So they agree. So he goes, goes, he climbs up. He's now into this 20-yard period piece of property. And he starts to run and he trips. And in the course of tripping, he drops this big heavy bag. And the Germans hear it. Alarms go off, spotlights, guard dogs. And the escape is stopped. The ones who went before him, some of them got out. Well, 76 did. But there was like another hundred and whatever that were down, still up down in the tunnels that now it was like there was no way it was going to happen. It's all because of the luggage. It wasn't really because he tripped. If he had fallen and gotten up, well, that would, that would have been quiet. He would have gotten up and continued running, but the carrying of this big bag is what blew the whistle on the whole thing. He was 20 yards from freedom, but the luggage stopped him. So, what's the baggage that keeps you from freedom? What are the things that weigh us down and keep us imprisoned in some way or another? It's like freedom is close. God is close. We know that. We're told that. It's, in, it's, it's referenced in Scripture all the time. The Christmas story, the incarnation, God coming to us as a child, as a person, is proof that yeah, like God is very close. God is very within reach. But we often don't get there because of the baggage, the stuff that we won't let go of that keeps us 
from freedom. Literally, in the movie, it kept him from freedom. What's the baggage? What's the stuff that's just got us so unfree? You know, there's a, uh, I think, a very interesting description in this first reading, Old Testament wisdom, uh, about God, just the way that the writer chose to describe God. It's, I love it. Um, kind of a combination of God and God's wisdom. It's interesting, he refers to God in, this, in a feminine form, like the wisdom part <laughs> comes from the ladies. There's probably something to be said for that, but like that's how the, 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 the writer of scripture chose to describe this part of how God is. And it's this very uniquely close God. It says he's hastening to make herself known. She's sitting by the gate. She makes her rounds, seeking us. Like, we don't really have to go to God. There's always this notion of like this search. We've gotta go out on this search and this journey, and yes, there are aspects of the spiritual life that are that. But I think sometimes we make the mistake of thinking God is a million miles away and we gotta go walk the million miles. That's not what's being said here. It says that God is sitting by the gate. We're on the other side of the gate. The gate isn't far. But we've gotta, we've gotta just get to the gate. But it's close. God is making his rounds, looking for us. Somebody described it, God, in this way. I thought this was a pretty cool image. Like a helicopter pilot. Like God is piloting a helicopter. And we're all down below. He's hovering above us, this pilot. And we need to be rescued. We've got to be picked up and saved. But he's got to land the helicopter on the, helico on the pad. But there's not enough room. There's too much stuff on the landing pad. And it's keeping the pilot from lowering, landing the helicopter. God can't get to us if we clog up the way with stuff. So again, like, what's our stuff? This is a very important question. What's the stuff that keeps us from God? And you know what, if we looked at our lives, talking before about when I was 10, Hey, when I was 10, certain stuff kept me from God. When I was 20, the 10-year-old stuff, not so much, but now there was 20-year-old stuff. God was never, God was always close. God was always at the gate of my life, but stuff was in the way, the gate. God is always hovering over us. But we just have stuff on the landing pad. And when I was 30, probably different stuff. 
different chapters of our lives, the stuff probably changes, because life changes, right? We change. But what's not, not good is if there's always stuff that's keeping us from him. You know, we've been doing these, um, religious ed, we've been doing these, the last two years, these parent interviews, we, what we do is we meet with uh, parents of kids who are making their first communion. And uh, okay, we're doing it for a couple of reasons. One is just to try to make a, a personal connection to the parents, like, kind of like a, like, yeah, okay, it's more than just from a distance, hello, or kind of make things more personal. We're also doing it to kind of ask them about how they're doing with God in their life. Like, are they, how are they raising their kids with faith? How are they doing? Like, what are, the, what are the challenges? What are the things in your life that keep the helicopter from being able to land? It's the question for all of us. But this is particular because it's a bunch of young parents with little kids getting ready for an important faith moment in their life, sacrament. It's almost like every parent talks about the pace of life. Almost every parent is saying, yeah, it's just our heads spin, kind of. Like we, we are just constantly on the move with the kids. We just, like we can't really catch our breath. Like almost to a person, they're expressing that one way or another. And they get more specific. For most, it's just the activities, the schedule, the weekend schedule, the weekday schedule. There's just this sort of nonstop movement. And it's rare that they kind of, that together as a family, it's rare that there's nothing going on. They, they love it when it happens. Some of them talk about it, the fact that it's rare that they, you know, have a, like a sit-down dinner, or, or at least not as often as they'd like. It's interesting, like, nobody, in a, from our experience so far, is resisting it. They're all kind of acknowledging it, and they're not happy about it. They know it's not good. It's not good for them, I think, as parents, as individuals. It's not good for their kids. Like this, this, there is this need to kind of slow down, to just be less involved. And we'll sometimes ask, well, like, well, why don't you? <laughs> like, wh why so many teams? Why so many tournaments? Why so many recitals? Could you, could you just reel them in a little bit? And they all kind of say like, we should, like we should, but there's kind of a pressure, pressure, like, well, every, the other parents are kind of doing it. And and because of that, like, most of these kids aren't really here at church a lot. 
Like their, their faith, the faith dimension of their lives is not strong. It's kind of minimal. They're very honest. And they're not saying that with pride. They're like, no, I, we, we want to get better with this. We, we need to get better with this. You know, this gospel, this parable, these bridesmaids at this wedding, there were 10 of them. Five were ready and five weren't. Five were prepared and five weren't. What was he telling us? He wasn't talking about a wedding. It had nothing to do with the wedding. It had to do with like, what's keeping you from me? What's the baggage look like that's keeping you from being able to get to the door? Because I'm on the other side of the door. The baggage that's on the, on the landing pad. You gotta get it away. You gotta kick some of it away because I'm not gonna be able to land the helicopter. And your kid won't know who I am. And when they're 15, and things are scary, they're not gonna be in a good place. Of course, they're not gonna have God to go to, or they're not gonna know how to go to God. Because they were at a tournament that weekend, those weekends, for years. And in this moment, when something big has hit the fan, and we're sort of brought to our knees. The tournament isn't gonna help. The dance recital won't serve in this moment. Jesus will. So we have to make room for him. Leave the luggage. <laughs>